0: Welcome to the Becoming Unshakeable podcast, the best place for young people to hang out and learn the tips and tricks that will allow them to live a life full of passion and validity. I'm your host, Daniel Simpson, and each week I'll be bringing you the most inspiring guests and powerful content that's going to help guide you to live your life with purpose. Let's become unshakable. Awesome. Welcome back. Today's guest is Pip. Pip Allen. He is the founder, director, and lead facilitator of Awesome from Premier, Premier Team Building. Um, and yeah, just an all-around great guy. Welcome on. Pip, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. So thanks for thanks for joining us today. Uh, the main reason I want to bring you on obviously is premier team building mm-hmm. integrity and honesty and all that sort of stuff that you just focus on so much in your team building exercises mm-hmm. and especially in the current climate with so many people working from home. Yeah. First off, what is it you're finding with events that you're holding at the moment and your clients like how are they feeling with the working from home and just con- keeping connected?
1: Well, it's come and gone in a few different waves. At first, people were hit really hard. Uh, a lot of people were really scared about what's going to happen. Thankfully, due to technology like we're using today, it's been able to keep people engaged. Um, but I'm seeing some new trends coming out where people are businesses are starting to kind of abuse the the power of working from home and people are losing themselves. Um, they're not able to disconnect as much from being at work and at home. Like I'm lucky I have an office. And if I'm in the office, my partner knows this is work and I get yelled at when it's, you know, after a certain time. <laughs> but not everyone has that ability. Um, and I'm definitely noticing that people are starting to struggle once again, especially now that we're in new new lockdown with the idea of having to go back to working remotely. It's a uh, lot, very emotionally draining for a lot of people, I'd say, to keep it brief. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And so are you holding events for team building at the moment online in the the current environment with the lockdown that's just come back in?
1: Um, Thankfully, we're still able to do some events in person, uh, but we are doing events online. Um, It's been a big challenge for us to move the events online. I'm a big f- believer that team building events should really have value to them. Um, I- I've never enjoyed when people use like bowling as a team building activity. There's nothing to it. There's, yeah, it's fun. You get to enjoy each other's company, which is important, but you're not getting anything out of it. So a lot of these online team events that I was seeing They were just trivia. Just get like, like going to the pub and having trivia with friends. Like they're fun and they have a place, but they, they weren't giving quality. So I spent a lot of time developing some hands-on programs that people can do from home because I want them to still get the value that they deserve when they spend their money on a team-building program. Um, which has been fantastic. We had a client do one of our events on Thursday night, and absolutely loved it. You know, we send out kits with all the equipment to each and every single person, so everyone gets to open a box at the same time, and they all have identical equipment in their hand. And then the challenge begins as they all are hands-on involved. But with Newcastle, we are still able to do events um, with certain restrictions. You know, social distancing, yeah. sitting down, wearing masks. Hand sanitizer is flowing all over. Um, <laughs> board. But the uh, the online events are definitely uh, attracting a lot of attention, especially now that we've launched the like the hands on online events. That is really cool. Mm, especially yeah.
0: the way you like send the packs
1: out to do them online. That that's amazing. So like the event this client did the other day, it's called a uh, mouse trap racer, and if you've never done it before, you can actually build a moving car using a mousetrap so we send out kits with everything the group could possibly need if they want to go outsource other materials that's totally cool we then set them up on zoom and say hey i want you to go do some research don't open your box you're not allowed to know what you have yet i just want to go and start getting the creative juices flowing come back together you willing to discuss ideas yes or no okay fine I'm now putting you into new different teams <laughs> and now you can open your boxes. So then everyone opens up their kits and you know they've got glue guns, tape and popsicle sticks and mousetraps, elastic bands, see like all everything they can possibly use. And then it's just like, all right, build identical cars within your groups. And there's like 16 people working all over Sydney who are all doing this. And they had a wine or beer in their hand at the same time, but it was still very much, you know, talking with one another, negotiating what method, because they all had to build the exact same one. And so they had to you know, agree on a plan, They had to design it. So it was much more complicated and technical than you get from a, tri- a trivia night on Zoom. <laughs> that is so cool.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. And obviously like leadership as well, from a team building point of view, if you're going to be a leader, you've got to have a team that, all together. So how is it that doing these events what's your focus for the leaders
1: of the teams in these events giving them on a on an even field taking away everyone's responsibility or titles within the events and treating everybody as equals and when we when we can I always try to get some of the juniors to be in charge and put people who may have been overlooked in the past who maybe are quiet um, to help showcase their skills and their energy as a younger or new team member um, and sh- sh- highlighting to the the current leaders who is in their team and uh, the kind of dynamics. But it's been a lot of really trying to re-educate leaders on the, the dynamics of their teams and showing weaknesses and strengths. And it's really when we do do it in an abstract way of through games, they may see these actions and attitudes every single day, but because we're not in the office and we're playing with Lego or building stuff with mousetraps, all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, that person is like this. And oh my God, they're like that every single day at the office. And it allows them to get a better understanding of who is what kind of tools they have in their toolbox within their team.
0: That's awesome. And you're saying, obviously... More confidence coming from those those guys that are normally overlooked.
1: Definitely, uh, I love getting those people who've been overlooked or who are new to put them in positions of power. Um, it definitely builds a new level of connection with them and the other team members. Where it's, uh, oh man, that you know that individual, she's young but she knows her stuff. Like she's she's smart and she communicates well. We're gonna have to listen to them or, you know, that old guy who joined the team, he can still, you know, carry his weight. There's, he's got a lot to really give, give us. And, you know, it, this helps one other trust each other on that, that new deeper level. And it allows the leader or the manager to kind of really look at the big picture and plan ahead and say, cool, I now know who I have on my team. I can now start, you know, setting some goals for the future. Cause I think through the past year and a half a lot of us have just been how do i float not how do i swim to safety or anything and think now yeah. a lot of people are like i've you know this is the the world you know i've got to start swimming so how do i do this
0: definitely you're right you touched on goals there that's a really good point is that something that you sort of work through with them as well during these events or not as much
1: Yeah, definitely. So, we customize all of our events and delivery to ensure that they're relevant to the client. So, anytime someone comes to us and says, This is a program we'd like to do, I say, That's fantastic. Can you just do this little five, 10 minute survey? Just so I ensure that this program you want is going to be the best one for you. And sometimes I'll find them a cheaper option because what they want isn't necessarily the best program to give them the outcomes they want. So, try to find out. Who they are, who their clients are, how they interact with one another, how they interact with their customers, um, what kind of growth have they been having, why have they had to replace or grow the team. That tells us a lot about the current dynamics and culture if there's been a high changeover of staff. And then through this process, we do some of our own research in who they are to be able to say, cool, these are the programs we recommend and these are the skills that we'd like to address. And through these skills, We're going to be able to develop your team's communication, which is going to allow them to more effectively uh, problem solve with the customers when they come into the shop and really address the issue of, you said, of customer satisfaction. It's not that high, so we need to focus on that communication aspect. And for your team, it's verbal. So we kind of find where they're struggling, set some goals through those programs. And through a couple of our – we have a a maintenance program that we do. It's a year-long um, program, well, year-long plan where it really allows us to truly help a co- company uh, develop their team. With that, we set some goals with them say, what do you, kind, what do you want to achieve over the year? What is the plan? Let's design the next 12 months to make sure that your eight team events that we're going to host for you over the next 12 months, that they're all in sync with one another, the message is on point, so we're, we're working towards an actual goal. That's who we are. We're always always trying to keep in line with their goals and get them moving in the right direction.
0: That's awesome. Do you find often that the goals they're saying they're chasing don't align with what the company actually stands for?
1: Yeah. In the past few years, it's really come very clear to a lot of people that sometimes what they want isn't necessarily the same direction of the company. And it's it's funny when I do some of the research and the clients and I you know, put forward a proposal, I'll sometimes find like their vision statements off their websites. And it's like, oh, cool. This is, you know, on your website, it has, you know, the about us and our team page. And these are our you know core values. And I'll include that in the proposal and sometimes. So like, why do you address these things? I'm like, well, this is what your company says it stands for. So I thought that'd be really important that we, Keeping the it they're like, "Oh wow, yeah, we've kind of lost lost sight of that." <laughs> All right, well, do we want to go back in this direction, or do we want to keep on going in this other path? Like, what? You know, what's the best way? And sometimes it's a moment with like, "Oh, maybe we need to rethink this." And we're like, "Yeah, cool, it's fine." we got to figure out what you actually want. um But this past year with COVID and everything, a lot of people don't know what they want. A lot of businesses really don't know, and it's fair because it's the brand new world. It's been very much a survival-based reaction for so many of us is how do I get the next paycheck? How do I keep my business afloat? And unfortunately some people had to put those why statements aside just to survive.
0: Definitely. Yeah, it's something that I've noticed as well with like one-on-one clients that I see, um, yeah. where they were 12 months ago to where they are now, they're completely lost track of what their goals were. And same thing now it's, you know, how do I put food on the table for my family, not how do I afford that holiday. It's just living week to week at the moment and especially with this new round of lockdowns that have come in as well and a lot of people being sent back to work from home if they can or not work at all at the moment. So what advice have you got for the for those people that are going through that at the moment? What advice would you give them to help them like stay on the right path?
1: Um (laughs) <laughs> submit to COVID. It's so what I've been saying for a long time since this first happened is don't fight this. There, it, we're not, It's not something that we're going to magically proof it's gone. This in so many aspects is how life is going to be. This integration of Zoom on a daily basis, more people working remotely, intermittent lockdowns, isolation. This is how life is probably going to be for the foreseeable ever so don't fight it. roll with the punches and move with this a lot of businesses and people have seen thrive have kind of got a cool this is where the wind's blowing me i'm gonna i'm gonna ride this and i'm gonna get my momentum from it that's what i think the biggest thing is don't fight this look at how you can use these opportunities to adapt We've launched some really cool hands on programs, for example, that we may have never thought of because of COVID. You know, there's a lot of positivity to be learned. And the more you fight it, the more negative you remain in this, This, the more negative you're going to stay. And it is easy to be negative. It's hard to be positive, I'll admit that. But if you can find the bright and kind of go, cool, you know, this is a storm, I'm going to ride and we let it push me where it wants to go. But along the way, I'm going to. Watch where I'm going and take in some stuff. Just yeah, don't fight it. This is this is life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And what is
0: it you do personally to keep that positivity flowing on the shitty days?
1: Yeah, uh, I drink a lot of coffee. Uh, <laughs> coffee, uh, uh, personally for me, going to the gym is one of the ways where I how I'll start my day if I've had a really crappy day the day before or whatever it might be. I try to uh, stick to my train schedule just to keep myself mentally in check. And I like to remind myself that small action triggers big change. So um, I, I don't really like, I, I wrote an article a while ago all about, you know, winning, winning is kind of like the journey we're going on and goals and I think that people really need to, and that's what I do is I try to value the small successes. Um, and that goals are just little checkpoints along the journey. There is, you know, there's no end destination. You can be the best you want to be in business, but there's no winner. Like you don't succeed at business and like here's your here's your trophy, you're done. It's keep going tomorrow. It's it's everything is a step along the way. So don't get disparaged when you don't do an epic win but like really celebrate those small little things that's one things i like to do sometimes i will get hard on myself and be like you know what i didn't do so great but look at all the small little things i've done that are really gonna pick up and gain some momentum over the next few days and really value the small steps that's awesome
0: that's so good and that's something you hear so often but even i know that so many times i discourage the small things as well and i was like yeah you, know, you I have so
1: many cliche expere- expere- uh, ex- expressions like "stop and smell the roses." It's just like, yeah, yeah. like no one really does. So it's like yo, I want to smell my gardens. Like, well, one flower is the start. Yeah,
0: definitely. No, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, awesome. So, stopping and smelling the roses is that something you do often? <laughs> like I, what, I try. What's your sorry? Let me rephrase that. What's your smelling the roses? Like, what's your little reward you give yourself if you just need that little pick me up? What's a reward that you give to yourself?
1: Um, that's a great question. How do I actually reward myself? Um it's been tough, well, I guess I spend a lot of time with my dogs, which is definitely a nice way to to unwind and kind of re- reward myself. But I just kind of reflect on what I've done. I think that's how I really reward myself and just kind of look back and see where I was three years ago when I started this business to where I am now. And you know, thing was like I want my business to be massive and it'd be easy to be disparaged of. You know, my business isn't huge and that can be crushing. By the hand, you know, some of the clients I get, I'm getting are big name clients and, you know, it might be trickling in, but the trickles much more than it was three years ago. So it's really looking at those small little incremental achievements I've had and it's really re- reflecting on what I've done. It's one of the ways I think I get myself out of the dumps. And just remind myself that I'm not allowed to give up. (laughs) Too stubborn to quit. Beautiful. Love it. Too stubborn to quit. Mm. That is the best.
0: Awesome. Mm. Well,
1: thanks for jumping
0: on today and sharing your wisdom with us, especially in the current climate conditions.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's been great having a catch-up. Can't wait to see you soon. My pleasure.
1: Hopefully in person sometime soon. (laughs) Hopefully. See ya.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. If you know anybody who is as passionate about living life as I am, then send them my way. I'd love to have them on. As Simon Sinek says, when we help ourselves, we find moments of happiness, but when we help others, we find lasting fulfillment. And that's why each month I'm giving away one free coaching call to a lucky listener. So if you found value in this episode, jump onto iTunes and leave a five-star review and make sure you share this with your circle. And together, let's become unshakable.